Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, President Joe Biden's escalating language when it comes to Ukraine. Number two, the latest on the Hawaii congressman who's flying for Hawaiian Airlines. And number three, Crypto.com gets into the lobbying game. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading this morning's Punchbowl News AM newsletter with a look at how President Joe Biden has been kind of pushing the envelope when it comes to describing Russia and its actions as it relates to the invasion and the war going on in Ukraine. Yeah, um, two interesting things happened yesterday. Number one, uh, President Joe Biden called the um, what Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine a genocide. That is an uptick from where he has been traditionally uh, on this conflict. Um, they've avoided the 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 State Department and other administration officials have avoided um, uh, you calling it a a genocide. That's number one. Number two, Joe Biden is stepping up weapons shipments to Ukraine, uh, heavier, more lethal weapons, including uh, helicopters, howitzer cannons, coastal defense drones, protective suits to safeguard personnel in case of a chemical biological and nuclear attack. This is according to the Washington Post and Reuters first broke the story. So it does seem, um, and, and one more thing, NBC News reported that that they're going to share, the U.S. is going to share better intelligence with the Ukrainians. It does seem that this, combine these two things, the the weapon shipment and the the um, terming of, of Vladimir Putin's actions in Ukraine, a genocide, it does seem as if this has reached a new stage, um, and uh, and this comes as Vladimir Putin has said that that the peace talks, the so-called peace talks, are at a dead end between the U.S. and, and between sorry Russia and Ukraine. So uh, it appears with Congress kind of out of town for the week that this has reached a new a new phase um, for the United States. Yeah, absolutely. And it certainly is something that, you know, you've seen Republicans being pushing kind of aggressively for this administration to move more, to move faster, to be more direct, to try to um, really push back on Putin. Um, so going to be interesting to see once Congress comes back, you know, is this something that Biden is applauded for um, or is it just something that is just in the next kind of phase of this this fight, um, you know, where the U.S. is in terms of, you know, it's obviously continued support for Ukraine, but where and how can uh, the U.S. pull the levers to try to get Russia to back down? Clearly, the talks, as you said, between, you know, Russia and Ukraine are, are, have not amounted to much yet, which I think is, uh, you know, troubling, obviously, and it just, you know, kind of looks to making this conflict is not something that's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, no, it's we don't. I mean, our reporting would indicate um, that 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 there's no there's no end here, and 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 furthermore, on top of that, we should note that uh, Mitch McConnell yesterday speaking in Kentucky suggested that um, the Congress is almost certainly going to have to pass another um, supplemental spending bill for Ukraine, so more money going to the Ukrainians uh, from the United States on top of the, uh, I think, roughly $13 billion or $14 billion that the U.S. just passed. I mean, I've heard from many members of Congress that, they, that this is not going to, um, 
this is not going to end anytime soon, you know, in Congress. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. You have uh, been uh, doggedly reporting on this, Jake, I must say, um, of one of the, the Democratic representative from Hawaii, Kai Kahili, uh, who has gotten some flack for the fact that he has exhaustively been using the proxy voting uh, that Speaker Pelosi has allowed because of COVID and at the same time has a side gig flying with Hawaiian Airlines. Uh, what's the latest? Anna, could I have a side gig flying with with some commercial airline, or is that against Punchbowl News policy? That, that is definitely against uh, <laughs> Punchbowl News rules. Because I was think I'm a big av as you know a big aviation fan. I would love to take on some routes for uh, a major U.S. carrier, but um, I guess that's not in the mix for me. So, okay, Mr. Kihili is a freshman congressman from Hawaii who is flying A330s for Hawaiian Airlines. Um. A lot of people listen to this podcast uh, on Capitol Hill, and you know, because you you work for members of Congress, or you are a member of Congress, that you don't have a job besides, or most of the time don't have a job besides being a member of Congress, which is, many would say, more than a full-time job if you just ask the family and friends of people who are members of Congress. Um, So... uh, Mr. Kahili is uh, flies A330s on both domestic and international routes. Now, they forwarded us an email from between Kahili's chief of staff and Tom Russ, the staff director of the Ethics Committee, who said um, uh, that it would be okay to have this job, but recusals should be handled on a case-by-case basis. Now, as we pointed out in the midday edition, Hawaiian Airlines lobbies Congress. They lobby on a whole host of bills, many of which uh, Kahili is a co-sponsor of. So he's directly involved in considering legislation um, that his part-time employer is looking to influence, which uh, is, again, quite unique. Uh, and Kahili's on Transportation Infrastructure and the Aviation Subcommittee on Transportation and Infrastructure. Um so interestingly, Michael Arn, the congressman's spokesperson, suggested to us, said to us that um, Kahili has flown three flights for a total of fourteen point two hours and has earned twenty eight hundred, roughly twenty nine hundred dollars, twenty eight sixty one ninety, if we want to be exact, this year. Uh, in twenty twenty one, the congressman flew nearly thirty twenty nine thousand one fifty one seventy nine worth of flights. Um, a few thoughts here um this does indicate that he was likely flying for hawaiian airlines while he was voting proxy in congress um so uh he's at home he says it's because of the coronavirus he's scared of it but he is definitely flying flights since he hasn't not definitely he's most likely flying flights because he hasn't voted in washington since january um I I had a I was Brez and I John Bresnan and I were trying to figure out um, where he was flying to for three flights for fourteen point two hours. We were unable to do so. Um, but don't Anna, you think? But wait, I mean, besides just the flights, right? Like obviously, it's a it's an unusual situation. But the bigger issue is he's on committees writing bills that are that are that affect directly his outside employer. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it's, and not only his outside employer, his wife is a flight attendant, uh, his, his sister in it, when he was elected to Congress, he said his sister was a flight attendant for Hawaiian too. So this is a bit of a family affair. And he has, um, he has, 
you know, he has, uh, yeah, I, I, I find this highly problematic. <laughs> I mean, personally, as a reporter, I think this is quite strange. Um, this would be a, I mean, it's tough to think of a bigger conflict. Like, it might not con- conflict him personally, meaning it's not as if he personally would benefit in many cases from this arrangement. But it does seem to me as if Hawaiian Airlines would obviously benefit from this, um, from having one of their employees in Congress. Furthermore, like, is he taking some of the perks that Hawaiian Airlines offers, free flights, things of that nature? Um, They didn't answer those questions. But again, again, we often say, Anna, and have been saying for years that it's not what's illegal it's what's legal um that's strange uh i i find this to be i just find this to be incredibly bizarre all right let's go to the number three story of the morning the downtown download as we like to call it crypto.com has inked a lobbying deal with s3 S3 will be, quote-unquote, advocating on behalf of users of cryptocurrency and the process of how consumers invest, save, trade in the digital place. Um, of course, Crypto.com is a Singapore, Singapore-based Singapore company and um, has been making a lot of names for itself, uh, you know, recently um, getting the naming rights of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers. Arena um, has also... This is not its first representation, Jake. They've also signed with Miller Strategies, Sidley Austin, Blue Star Strategies, and K&L Gates. Um, you know, I covered downtown for a really long time. I think the crypto space is something um, that is clearly um, blowing up in terms of just the uh, amount of, of money and industry and mind share that folks are now starting to pay to it. But um, when companies like this come to Washington, it's because they know that they are going to face much more intense regulation, uh, you know, and they're trying to get out and ahead of it in some cases. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, you know, there are a lot of people who are a lot of crypto companies, digital asset companies that are signing up to um, to get into the crypto space and to um to look for representation in DC, there's, there's, uh, let's think of them again, the minimum here, the minimum of what uh, is coming for the crypto space. Like it's a very highly unregulated, maybe not unregulated, but new industry, right? Like Congress takes a while to wrap its arms around things like this, right? And if you are a company like this, you're smart to get ahead of that and to start thinking about how you can communicate your message to lawmakers. And and remember, uh, many people who are listening know this, members of Congress are slow adapters, (laughs) let's say, in this space, uh, in new spaces, not only this space, in new spaces. So um, we're going to, I assume we'll see a lot more of this. Absolutely. And uh, certainly this will come up in our upcoming conversation. We are just two weeks away from our first uh, event in this new series, Investing in Tomorrow Today. We are going to be speaking with Representative Patrick McHenry, the Republican from North Carolina, on equitable access to capital and credit. That's on Wednesday, April 27th at 9 a.m. You can join us in person or watch virtually. You can go to our events hub at punchbowl.news to sign up for that. And we 
hope you do. And with that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please leave us a rating and review. Share about The Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can sign up for Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.